You're listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, episode 28. That was our dog. Have you guys ever read a book that absolutely changes your life? Well, I recently had that experience. I read The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And I think the best way that I can even describe it is it's not just paradigm shifting, but it's completely paradigm shattering. And you basically learn how to hack and to recode your mind and question things and why we do the things that we do. I highly recommend it. Check it out on audibletrial.com forward slash goadventuremom. That book again is The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom, for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton. Today, we are talking with Shelly Silbert and Lauren Baratich. They are part of the great old broads for the wilderness. And I learned about them through Cool, K-U-H-L. They have this amazing series that they have put together called The Outsiders. And one of the, the stories that they tell is about these great old broads for the wilderness. And just thought it was a really great way to bring them in and to have this shared learning where we can learn what they're doing, but also things that we can do that are very practical and very simple that really can make that change in the world. So we'll be learning from Shelly and Lauren and hope that you'll get a chance to also check out their video on cool. And we'll include that in our show notes. As always, the show notes are goadventuremom.com forward slash podcast. Welcome, Shelly and Lauren. We are so happy to have you guys today. Hi. Thank you, Kathy. So we usually start our podcast just kind of getting to know you guys a little bit. We've got some really great things that we will cover today. And I'm just really excited to learn about the things you are you guys are doing. But will you guys share your favorite place that you guys like to go out in nature and go adventure? Well, for me, I love to go to the Bears Ears National Monument, areas around Cedar Mace Grand Gulch in southern Utah that are just so full of incredible rock formations and archaeology and cultural resources that are so exciting to explore. And the, the scenery is just beyond beautiful. I also love to go to any mountains anywhere, and I love the Grand Canyon. <laughs> And then when I moved out west about 15 years ago, I fell in love with the Kaibab Plateau. Anywhere where the red rocks meet, these gorgeous mountain landscapes have just really moved me deeply. Um, Anything that Utah's gorgeous red rock deserts and any flowing river that I can get on, swim in, or hike around really has captured my spirit. Amen to that. Agree (laughs) so much. I love that. Well, we connected with you guys through a mutual friend that we have that's over at Cool. But let's talk about your name, Great Old Broads for the Wilderness. Like, what on earth does that mean and where did that come from? (laughs) 
Well, we have actually been around since 1989, and we are a national grassroots organization. We are led by women, and we work to engage and inspire activism to preserve and protect wilderness and wild lands. But the reason for the name is because back in 1989, there was a group of older women who were hiking out in Escalante in southern Utah. And when they came out from this wonderful trip where they were backpacking and getting dusty and dirty and just enjoying being out in the wilds, it was around the 25th anniversary of the Wilderness Act, which is the act in Congress that create, allowed us to create wilderness. And they heard that Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah made a comment that wilderness was of no value to the elderly and the disabled because they couldn't access it. And that made them mad. And they just decided, you know, he's not going to speak in our name. We're older women, and we are going to be out in the wilderness as long as we possibly can be out there. And even if at some point we can't get out there because we can't, you know, to the point where we can't hike, we are still going to be fighting for wilderness because we believe it needs to exist for its own sake and for the protection of wildlife habitat and the scenic beauty and the um, spectacular resources that wilderness provides for us and for all species. So they just decided that they would create an organization that was fun, that was a little bit sassy, and they decided that they wanted to be great old broads. They didn't just want to be women for wilderness. They wanted to be known as the great old broads, so that would be a catchy name and would express their, their feistiness. I love that. I love that kind of like sassiness that comes out. And I love that they were this example where they could have taken, you know, a, a negative situation and a negative connotation and, you know, maybe done nothing about it or just sat by and felt like, well, you know, we're retired and we, we don't have a say. But I love that they were able to flip it around and say, hey, hold the phone. <laughs> That's not the case. Let's 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 talk about this. Yeah, they, they really wanted fun and camaraderie to be part of what they do, um, what they did at that time and what we still do today. They wanted the name to reflect that we had fun together and that we had humor and a bit of an attitude and that no matter what, even when we're out there advocating for public lands and for new laws and going to the steps of Congress, the halls of Congress, you know, that we were still going to be out there having fun. Mm -hmm. So they wanted that type of name. You know, almost 30 years later, we find that our, our ladies use that type of frustration or anger or disappointment as opportunities instead of feeling down and giving up. And it's just really beautiful to see that grassroots level work happening where instead of feeling defeated, they use that as an opportunity to educate more, celebrate more, get out into the public more and really create a a, a nice movement of change through humor and really a passion, a fiery dedication. And they show up. And you don't necessarily have to be old or a woman to be a part of this, right? That's absolutely right. You don't have to be old. You don't have to be a woman. And you don't even have to be great. You can just come as you are. We are very, very welcoming of men, of younger um, men and women, of kids, of whoever is out there wanting to protect wilderness and wildlands and whoever loves the outdoors. We are really eager to have members and supporters of, of all ages, of all genders, of all cultures, of all ethnicities involved with Great Old Broads for Wilderness. And and the thing that I really love about the Great Old Broads for the Wilderness is that you guys show up, that you are there, you are advocating. And 
I'd, I'd love for you guys to t- talk a little bit more about the public lands and climate change and a little bit more, just kind of dive a little bit more into what that actually means. Sure. We are all about protecting America's public lands, which are such a resource and such a an important part of our our history and, and culture in the United States and places that we go out to recreate, to enjoy, but also where we get our water, where we get so much of what is important to the very to, to life itself. Climate change is now threatening not only our public lands, but also our communities and our future. And what many people don't recognize is that there's a big connection between climate change and public lands. Not only does these do these erratic shifts in our climate, in our in temperatures and rainfall patterns affect the public lands, for example, through you know the invasion of bark beetles that are killing forests in Colorado, or the wildfires that have been happening in California and other places, or the lack of snow and droughts that are happening and in, in, in kind of moving around the country in different places, as well as extreme cold. That's a part of climate change as well. People think of it as heat, but it's actually extreme cold. But what we are looking at is these. The, the climate change is affecting public lands, but also most people don't know that that public lands are an important player in climate change because a lot of our coal and oil and gas uh, and fossil fuels are coming from our public lands. They're actually mined and and they're doing the drilling on our public lands. So what that means is that there's this interconnection between the production of fossil fuels that are causing climate change and then the fact that climate change is impacting the public lands that we love so much. So Great Old Broads for Wilderness is working to educate the public to understand more about these interconnections and then to look at how to engage them in acting to protect public lands through policies and laws and and, and through the awareness that can help to protect these areas. Um, and then just getting people out on our public lands to enjoy them and to find that connection to them that helps them become passionate defenders, uh, passionate protectors of our public lands. I love that. I love that it's not just women and men, you know, get it, getting together and, and being outdoors, but but that there's this this voice for change and this 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 passion to protect and to support the things that that are happening in our own communities, but also in the places that we love and that we we visit, and to really be that voice for Mother Nature. But before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about you know poor Mother Nature, like she's she's just having a hard time, and we we need to be there and we need to support and show up and and to to be that voice. Yeah, and I think, you know, that when we have that kind of respect for Mother Nature, we also develop that kind of respect for women and for all life. And there's there's something happening in our society right now where there's a lack of respect. And I think that is reflected in all of these different ways. And I think by building your connection to Mother Nature, you also build that connection to all life and to ways to respect all life. Agree. Amen. Yes, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, we understand, however, that it takes a foundation to be effective in this work. And we often hear over and over again, well, I don't know where to start, or I don't have the resources. I don't have the training. I may not know enough. 
what can one person do to make a difference? And so a response to that are our grassroots chapters across the country called our broadbands. These are fully women-led chapters across the country in 15 different states. We're approaching this year over 40. I believe we'll be at 42 by after our spring training. And this training is our Wilderness Advocacy Leadership Training Sessions. We call it WALTS. It's our advocacy dance. And it's a week-long training that is offered to our interested broadband leaders that are volunteers who come in. Uh, this year, we'll have leaders from over eight states joining us. And we talk about what does it mean to be an effective leader for collective change? How do we find our voice and create shared value systems to really move and shift the way that our public lands are preserved and protected. It's a wonderful, wonderful training. We offer it for free for our leaders, and it's a space to really help identify our voices as individuals and turn that into a public interest. So what is it that we love and care about with our wild areas and landscapes? And then how do we turn that into something that's public collective action? And Lauren, where is that held? And uh, what are the dates for that? So this year is March 26th through the 30th in Santa Fe at our partner resort, Synergia Ranch. And then we also are responding to the desire and need of leaders also in our partner organizations thinking about and wanting to reflect and hone in on their own individual skills for wilderness leadership and advocacy training. And so for the very first year this year on August 2nd and 3rd, we're holding a open to the public women's leadership training in Durango, Colorado. And that is open to anybody from any organization as women leaders who would like to join us to discuss how to bring change about in a more effective and collaborative way. That's fantastic. And where can our listeners find more information on both of those with the, the training and the women leaders? Absolutely. So both are uh, advertised on our website. We're on a wait list for our leadership training this year, but we communicate with potential leaders all year round and start, begin signing people up again for next year for our WALTS training. And you can find information on that on our website, greatoldbroads.org, under the Become a Leader section, and also on our main page and under our event section is our Women's Advocacy Leadership Training that's being held on August 2nd and 3rd, and registration is open for that. Okay, great. So for those of you that are, you know, driving or at the gym, we'll, we'll be sure to include a link for that in our show notes if you'd like more information. So you guys have a really fun promotion that's coming up called I Am Abroad. Can you, can you share a little bit more about that? Sure, and um, the official hashtag is hashtag Great Old Broads, and we are trying to get across the idea that we are 
welcoming to everyone as part of Great Old Broads for Wilderness and that we are really made up of all kinds of people that you think Great Old Broad, oh, that's some old woman out in the wilderness, but actually it might be a young man who is just passionate about protecting a particular place, or it might be a young woman and her group of friends that are out there working to protect an area or to try to get some laws in place that will be a better, will help to protect our rivers and streams. We even have some pictures going out on, on the promo of, of like there's one of an of a infant or a, a toddler, I should say, who is out on public lands to show that, you know, one of the reasons why we do this work is we want to protect public lands for the future, for our kids' future, for the future of all species. And so we're just trying to represent great old broads who are Latina or Asian or um, from different areas of the country who still care about public lands, that public lands are not cared about by just one group, but by all of us across the country. And if somebody wants to participate in that and, and share their own pictures, is that on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or are you just trying to focus on one social yes. platform? It's all. It's on all three, actually. So you can share. If you have pictures that you'd like to share, if you're out on public lands and you say, you know what, I've, I'm a great old broad, too. I want to be part of this work and part of this organization. I am passionate about these areas. You know, take a picture and feel free to send it to us. You can send it to us through any of those medium media or through our email address as well. And if you do it on Facebook or Instagram, all you have to do is hashtag Great Old Broad. And we start a collective through that. And it's a really fun movement to welcome all communities in. When we talk about inclusiveness and that promotion, I also want to make sure that we're talking about the various partnerships that we have. Of course, this is an intergenerational, but we also cross boundaries that sometimes you would think make it difficult to work together. The outdoor industry, protecting where we play. I mean, we're looking at our partners say with cool and how supportive they are to public lands protection and bringing a collective voice to, to saying these areas are beautiful and we all have an interest in keeping them protected and preserved. The recreation community, hikers, climbers, river rats, mountain bikers, and sometimes ATVers if they're doing it responsibly. I mean, we are all in this together. We're looking at the hunters and anglers communities who, you know, like to feed their family off big game that are, that are sharing these public lands. And we may have various agendas, but we're all working for the same reason, and that is to celebrate these wild places that offer so much to us all. So, you know, when we look at the inclusiveness in these hashtags, we really want to make sure that we're getting the message out there that our wild public places, um, these landscapes, offer us all individual and unique characteristics for us to celebrate and enjoy. I love that. And, and I love that it, it's, it's something that people can take action no matter like how much they're able to give of their time. They can do big things, they can do little things, but, but the, they definitely can do something today. Yes. 
That's so true. We have opportunities for people to get involved from going out on a hike. We like to call it hiking with a purpose to get to know an area so that you can, you know, later write letters that are supportive of it to getting involved in organizing rallies or meeting with a congressperson, or it might be, you know, getting much more deeply involved where you decide you want to become a chapter leader and you spend five days of your time in training and then you commit to being involved and getting others engaged when you are really fired up about it. So there's so many different ways to get involved in, you know, it can be as simple as signing a petition to devoting your life to these causes. The great old broads for the wilderness share one thing that you can do today to take action when we return. This past weekend, my husband and I were in San Diego for a conference. And while we were there, we were testing out the new GoPro Hero 6. Verizon had sent it to us and we were completely blown away. This is obviously like top of the line, brand new technology for the the Hero, the GoPro 6. And what I love about it is that it has a touch screen. I think we had like maybe the, the GoPro 2 or 3. And it's, it's really like stepped up the game, but it can also sync to your phone. So you can see the video and what you're editing and create something called quick stories. So you can create these like little mini movies. And it just has this beautiful like image quality and the stabilization is above and beyond anything that I've ever seen before. It runs about $3.99 and is definitely top of the line. Highly recommend it for anybody that loves being outdoors and having outdoor adventures, but also loves capturing the moments of the everyday. So check it out, Hero 6 by GoPro. So this is Lauren, and one thing that you all can do today to make a difference for our wild places is to help us and our partners save the boundary waters. Right now we are going through a comment period through the United States Forest Service to protect the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness and Voyagers National Park from a sulfide ore copper mining operation that is proposed for that area. There is a petition right now and there are opportunities to write letters to politicians, local leaders, and really create a visible and vocal movement saying absolutely not keep this mining out of this area that we absolutely love so much and is absolutely essential and valuable to the local communities in Minnesota. Fantastic. And and that's we'll, we'll have the information to learn more about that area. I'd love for you guys to share kind of where that is and, and kind of what that looks like just from a personal like interest standpoint. And we'll be sure to include a link for that. So if you can tell us a little bit more just about that space of the Boundary Waters, it's not a place that I'm actually familiar with, but I understand it's kind of up by Canada. Right. Yeah, the Boundary Area, um, Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness is up in northern Minnesota near the Canadian border, and it is actually our vo- most visited wilderness anywhere across the country, which is such a surprise because when you get there, it really feels so serene. But it is a, it's a very wet environment with lots and lots of lakes, and most people spend their time canoeing from lake to lake and just in this vast wilderness where you camp on islands in the, in the evenings and 
you're watching bald eagles flying with their young, and there's moose, and there are so many different kinds of birds and loons that are calling. It's it's really a magical place that people love to go and stay, bring their kids, fish, bird watch, observe, and, you know, a lot of young kids actually get their start in the wilderness out in the Boundary Waters because they learn to canoe there, and it's the first time when they're really out for a few days at a time, and it's just a very inviting, green, lush environment that you just can't help but fall in love with. Shelly and I and a few of our staff members and 60 of our members were able to go up to Ely, Minnesota and camp with our partners of savetheboundarywaters.org. We hosted a week-long, we call these broad walks, where we invited local experts and our friends from Ely, Minnesota to join us to present on the value of that area. We hosted hikes. We participated and partnered in stewardship projects. And every evening, we learned more and more about the area to connect our members deeply with that space and to brainstorm the most effective ways to be vocal about protecting that area. And then afterwards, eight of us had the opportunity to actually spend a week on the waters of the Boundary Waters together, camping and canoeing and exploring. And it was one of the most special trips I think that I've taken with the Great Old Broads for Wilderness as a staff member so far. And I just want to add that while the wilderness itself is protected, what's happening is that there have been proposals now going on for a number of years for mining to take place just outside of the wilderness, but it will affect the water and it will affect the the quality of, of that wilderness. The sulfide ore copper mining is one of the most toxic activities that can possibly be done. And so while the mining companies are saying that, oh, you know, it's not going to affect the wilderness and these incredible lakes and you know, crystal clear water in these areas, the record of sulfide or copper mining is such that we seriously doubt that's even possible. And to pollute the boundary waters would be a travesty in this country in terms of losing our natural heritage and losing one of the most special places left in this country that we just should not allow. And unfortunately, with the current administration, they're allowing for these proposals to move forward and some of the protections that we thought were in place are being scrapped. And so if you are listening and this fires you up, you can take action by calling the United States Forest Service to take all necessary actions to protect this area from any damage from this type of mining. And we'll include the link for that phone number as well. And that's, I, I love that it's something that is, is really pretty simple to do. I mean, literally just pick up the phone, but it can have a huge impact on Absolutely. the environment. Huge, huge. And, and, and that's the best and most celebratory part about this work is any action is a big action. And so just going to savetheboundarywaters.org and finding out more on our partner's website about ways to sign on to that petition this week or receiving information on who to contact 
to write a letter providing your personal experiences and urgencies to protect this area will make a huge difference. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much, Shelly and Lauren. Just appreciate your insight and sharing things that are obviously very, very passionate to you, but, but creating this opportunity that we can learn more about it and that we can also take action. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and I just wanted to add, you know, I think about how many times I would go out to our public lands with my son. And, you know, our most special times were when we were hiking or we were playing in the creeks or we were, you know, watching birds or butterflies. And when we were out actually just enjoying the public lands, I, we were, I was lucky to be living in a place that was surrounded by public lands in Arizona. And so I think as, as a mother, it's just such an important thing to me personally to know that our public lands are protected for our kids and for our grandkids and for future generations of all species. So I just love that we're talking with adventure moms who understand that and probably are already bringing their kids out there and know how important it is to protect our public lands. Awesome. Yes, they absolutely are. They're a great group of active families that that are that, that have that vision for the future that they really want to create this next generation of kids that that not just love being outdoors but that can also take action thanks so much for joining us today i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i enjoyed making it would love for you to share this with your friends if you found that it was something that helped to add some light to your life and maybe you learned something hope you have a great week and we will talk to you again next week thanks for listening to the go adventure mom podcast for more family adventure visit goadventuremom.com plus be sure to subscribe and share with your friends